Can you hear me good? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we got what you want to talk about, bruh. <laughs> we can we can start with the Beyonce breakdown of this Act Two, Peekaboo. We can start with Monique. We can start with this fucking Desi Bank snippet. We can have a whole club shake shake moment at this point. Hey, Uck is blowing up. He like, is. Like, he crossing over past sports and everything, and I'm like, I'm happy for him, but the other part of it is, it is a lot of, like, messy drama-ass shit. But we we know niggas be messy. Yeah. So, like, I, I really... I can't even hate on it. Like, I don't watch all of them. But, I mean, a content creator going out on his own on some, like, different shit than the shit he's already known on, that shit's inspirational to me. Yeah, now, I will say, some of the topics I don't feel like he's the best at, like getting deeper into or just like being able to carry the dialogue for but I mean for him to have to be able to have these fucking two and a half hour interviews they ain't no easy feat and that's just what we get ain't no telling how long them niggas actually be in their damn studio right and we both know that as like being content creators like our chemistry is easy, but if we had guests coming in and out every week and you still getting these, that, that shit ain't easy. Two and a half hours of edited content, it gotta be like six hours of recording. Yeah. Bro. Like real shit. That's why sometimes our episodes be coming out late because I'm like, man, I ain't got, look, I don't want to just sit in front of this computer for fucking three, four hours. I don't mind it, but it's still just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he got interns and shit to do the shit. But yeah, you know, the whole setup be at least a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Gotta be. They, um, gotta, they gotta dedicate a whole chunk of their day to that. Yeah. Like, it's just like people. The the thing that is cool to me is at different levels, everybody does content creation, especially like podcasting or video, the same way. Mm-hmm. You have to block off days to record and set up and do all the other things to do it. So I respect it. I respect the hustle. That's why I'm happy that uh Kev on stage got the uh got that show on BT Plus that he fully funded. Which like that's some shit to dream of. When did it air? Because I was looking for it the other night. Is it out yet? Yeah, it's on the BT Plus app, and then it's on yeah. his app. I got the BT Plus app, but I didn't see it on there. Uh, it should be on there. Like, uh, I think it launched last week. Yeah, I'm gonna have to um. 
that uh that here's the thing episode where he was talking about like making it and having to fund it and he didn't make all the money back from the deal that he put into it but it was because it was the first time he was ever doing that and people don't make shows that way I was like that shit is is dope as fuck like that's some shit I would love to do so like yeah I just don't get the people that be trying to hate even if you don't like his content or his uh, comedy which I don't see how you can't but like you gotta respect the hustle bro just his his whole storyline and his whole like path and progress that shit is inspiring. Yeah. Like, so, like, I mean, shout out to all the creators that create. <laughs> what, Cooper? <laughs> this nigga be acting wild when I sit down and record, too. So I'd be like, man, I don't feel like having this bass hound and my feet growling and shit. Because <laughs> he ain't getting no fucking attention because I'm talking to a, a screen that he can't see Kim on. He, don't like that. Cause you know, if you if you were here, he'd be right behind you. Yep. Got my back like Cairo Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> um we recorded uh last Sunday early in the morning before the Super Bowl. But that shit lined up perfectly. Because yeah. we were talking about Beyonce when the country album dropped. We didn't know it was coming next month. We literally had no idea. It was just divine timing. It really was. Like, I was like, I was I was a little taken aback. I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, we really be in, like, a groove. Mm-hmm. And then also, we are so deep in the hive. That shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the hive might be a cult. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. That's probably what I'm in. Right. But, hey, it's been way worse cults to be in than one that provides dope-ass music and visuals. Literally. I'm okay with that one. <laughs> I might have more or less been in a cult when I was growing up. They didn't have as good music as Beyonce. so she dropped them two songs 16 characters and texas hold'em in the middle of the super bowl like a boss bitch bro just casually just (laughs) like like she always does she's finding new ways to do these surprise drops all the time that commercial and then after it aired people were like hold up what what music? And then the other commercial and Twitter was lit. Like we hadn't just seen one of the greatest uh, halftime shows. Yeah. Yo, there's a certain segment of people. I'm not going to say what race, what group of people. We know I can't say that. That we're hating on the halftime show. What? A lot of like the reviews from these uh 
journalists were saying that it wasn't good. And I'm like, did y'all watch the same thing we watched? What? Wasn't good. Yeah. Like, they were like, this is a snooze fest. And I'm just like, man, racism be really making people hate amazing shit. Snooze fest for who? Just because y'all don't know the singles. I also think it's a generational gap because if you millennial, well, if you if you Zoomer plus, you were living your life, especially if you a millennial or exennial, because that's our childhood and our well, my, adulthood. My dad was watching that shit, bobbing his head the whole time. Bruh, Usher is a rare talent to where he crosses like generations. Like you know, now, I will say. Oh my bad. No, you go. I will say I do wish that they had like a like a limited track list, so that he could have performed some of them for longer than twelve seconds. <laughs> but I get that they were just trying to like have the explosion of all his hits, right? I, I would Which agree with crazy. that. Because the nigga got hit. A 13-minute show is not enough no. for somebody like Usher to showcase all of their hits. And I feel like he didn't even hit all of them. That's mm-hmm. the craziest part. I, I do wish he had limited the track list, but for all the things he was able to do in that 13, 14 minutes... Yeah, that's next level performer. The skate part in itself was the dopest shit. Bro. Bro. Who, nobody could ever guess that nigga was going to get on some skate. No. And it looked clean as fuck. Literally. Shit was so crisp. Like, we couldn't even, we couldn't even map out what he was going to open the show with. Ain't no way we predicted he was going to pull up in some motherfucking skates. Bro, I did not even think of Caught Up being the first song. Not at all. Not at all. I don't even... Did we have Caught Up on our list? (laughs) I feel like we might have added it, not like as a starter, because we were both firmly being like, nah. But I love Caught Up. I mean, everything on Confessions is a bot. So, but I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and listen, to be honest. Because I was just taken aback. I was like, caught up? Really? Yeah, that was a bomb-ass show. And then the, the features, he had Lil John, Ludacris come out, Alicia Keys, her on the that special-ass guitar. And then also... Like some people, I was waiting on people to uh, start talking about it that she didn't perform that live clearly. Oh yeah, but I mean, that's one of those things to where if you know, you know. Yeah, it's just like that time the Chili Peppers came out uh, during Bruno Mars's set for the Super Bowl, and people were like, "Those instruments aren't plugged in." <laughs> like they are clearly not plugged in. Yeah, we don't care. It wasn't that deep. No. Like, she still was rocking it. She looked cute as hell. 
Oh yeah, she fucking shot it with that outfit. Um, Alicia did come in a little flat. Ooh, honey, 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 <laughs> bro. If you would have told me last week that my uh superstar run would have started better than Alicia Keys, <laughs> I would have been like, "Ain't no fucking way." It was the way everybody was talking about it leading up to, like, Alicia, please drink your tea and your honey and shut the fuck up for a few days before you hit the stage because in the first note... It was bad. Oh, my God, the first note. And then I feel like because that first note was so fucked up, she didn't really give it her all in the rest of the performance. Have you went back and uh, watched it? No, but I heard that they, of course, like smoothed some shit over. Yeah, they auto tuned it, and then like people were like, "Y'all don't think it's weird they trying to Mandela affect us in real time?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like we weren't there, nigga. Like we didn't watch that shit live. Every black person in America was oh, <laughs> that was the first thing we noticed when we seen Alicia. Now. What I will say, like the late great Aretha Franklin said, beautiful gowns. She looked <laughs> amazing. Great gowns, great gowns. Beautiful, beautiful gowns, and she was wearing that red, and that body oh, yeah. looked nice. And with the red piano, that was a dope ass piano. It really was. Like, uh, of course, don't really listen to none of that music, but he was like. That was his takeaway. He was like, is that his wife that was in red? I was like, no. <laughs> he was like, that piano is amazing. I wonder how much that piano costs. Bro, piano he, alone had to be 50K. And then, like, I t- like as somebody that didn't listen to music like that, I was listening to his review to be like, all right, he saw it. Because he was like, the skate part, it was amazing. I was like, see, he gets it. Yeah, good. He understands. Entertainment is entertainment. Right. Like, and then plus, Usher, 45 years old. Bouncing Looking like on. a 25 year old. Hey, he got the fountain of youth. Yeah, literally. I, I forgot that nigga was 45, honestly. Bro, that nigga was out there. And then uh, the moment where he uh, hugged Alicia Keys like that and she lit up. I was like, oh, man, Usher, Usher don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but Usher, you also got to understand, that's just part of Usher's, like... Charisma. Music persona as well. Like, I've seen this whole clip of Boosie talking about, man, it ain't, that ain't right, that ain't right. I said, bro, do y'all know how many singers and performers have to get on stage and hold each other's hands or look deeply into each other's eyes because of what they're performing? Like... It's it's just like acting, bro. Like, and then, stop making shit. And then plus, crazy. Usher got married two days before that shit. Yeah, like, and it's then, just it was nothing but an embrace. That a was formative embrace, right? That was his friend, and they literally were saying, "We haven't seen each other in a while." That shit gonna make you laugh and cut up with your your friend. 
Boosie, Boosie stay being weird. He does. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me a nigga finna put his uh, private parts on the back of my girl? I'm like, bruh. This nigga is. Why does everything have to go to people's private parts with Boosie? I know. It's really weird. It's, it's giving hella weird. He's not comfortable with his sexuality, though. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He he be projecting like a motherfucker, bro. Uh, this is off topic a little bit, but uh, I want to see the Bob Marley movie. Yeah, of course, because I love Bob Marley. But did you see him walking out of the theater with the fake dreads and the uh, rustic hat? Yeah. <laughs> Looking a fucking fool. What is wrong with that nigga? Girl, I don't know. Like, like I'll rewatch that clip a million times just to be like, this is the most insane shit I've ever seen. Like, I honestly cannot tell you what might be going through that man's mind on a daily basis. Like, he's hilarious, but like, I disagree with so much stupid shit he be saying, but he's naturally fucking hilarious. He be so serious when he be talking. Now, what I think it's entertaining to watch him, like when he be at these basketball games courtside with DC <laughs> on fly, yeah, and Desi Banks cutting up. That shit be cracking me up. I'm like, okay, like this nigga is just like a cool little homie to to kick it with and get lit with. But when he be on this other shit, giving his opinions on a bunch of shit, I'd be like, yeah, no, he that toxic uncle. Absolutely. Like he hilarious, but he be saying such wild shit that you can't like really rock with him all the way. He he that uncle that'll make you overthink about your girl cheating all the time <laughs> over some small no dog. You mean to tell me it's a Wednesday night and this bitch talking about she wanna go out with her friend? <laughs> On a Wednesday, bitches don't just go out on no random ass with man. Come on, man. Like <laughs> that's the kind of uncle he is. He ain't never been married. Got all these baby mamas, but he wanna tell you what's wrong with your relationship. Right, right, right. You projecting all of your past trauma and all your toxic <laughs> bullshit on everybody else. That is exactly who Boosie is. Like I just don't get it. But yeah, Usher did amazing. Beyonce dropped them two songs and all hell broke loose because the the whites, not all whites, but some whites and then some black people. I've been disappointed with a lot of niggas on Twitter. Yeah, me too. Like, especially like, it's a couple of things. For one, the black people or just the people who are like Beyonce can't do country. Oh my God. Yeah. And then like their narrowed views and their lack of like historical context of being like, you do know black people help create this. And they just, their, their whole reasoning for it, even if it doesn't have historical context, it's just like y'all sounds, first of all, Regardless of roots or anything else, she is an artist. Are artists not allowed, not allowed 
to create art? Do they have to stick within a genre or one marketing space their whole lives? Right. Like everybody, especially when it comes to musicians, but just artists in general, everybody's art evolves over time. Exactly. Beyonce is in her 27th year (laughs) in the music industry. And Did y'all think that she was only going to ever offer pop or R&B? And then plus, it's not like she hasn't already dabbled in country. Like we, Daddy's Lessons, like we talked about a million times. And then also, I've seen like weird people try to make it like that it's cultural appropriation. Like she's from Texas. I don't know when people wrote Texas out of like the, the country South? music scene, but and then I thought that was one of the other like main hubs for country music. And then also people act like like people were talking about like she had a she was using her natural accent on both songs at different times. And then people were like, oh, no, she don't really talk like that. They'd be like, baby, do you not remember country-ass Beyonce <laughs> giving these interviews with her twang? They don't, because she she stopped giving us interviews, so everybody done forgot what she actually sound like. Yeah. But uh, before the media training. But um, Beyonce is a southern-ass black woman. Exactly. And it's just weird to see people like jump through all these like gymnastics to try to take away why she can't do what she wants to do musically. But to act like that, Houston, like I saw one person be like, man, Houston ain't even a uh, country nigga. What? Bruh, bruh. When she did, I always say this to people too, when they be talking about some Texas ain't country and she ain't country. Okay, I said, y'all forgot about when she dropped Bow Down in the intro. She was like, coming down, coming down, not down, down. Exactly. Coming down. She said, that is some Southern shit. Yes. Southern as fuck. Bruh. Y'all better quit playing. People get on the internet, just make up shit. Like, <laughs> like they. Tr- I'm tired of these niggas trying to Mandela affect us in real time. <laughs> Y'all really think that we gonna fall for the okie doke? And then also, I I have realized a lot of the people on Twitter, and this is why I'm at look. Eventually, I'm gonna have to just get off Twitter. A lot of these people behind these accounts are fucking children. They are literal children, like. They be like 20 years old talking about some shit that they don't know what the fuck they talking about. And I'm at the mm-hmm. old age now. I'm I'm at Uncle Status be like, nah, baby, that was a thing. Like I remember country ass Beyonce people being like she they also did that thing to where they talk about southerners and talk about like our accents and act like we ain't uh intelligent. Because they used to say that she wasn't smart and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing that every person from the South has had to experience. And at different times, I've tried to take away my accent. As I've gotten older, I've stopped uh, 
code switching. And I've also embraced my natural voice. So, like, I kind of look at those things as being like, yeah, I don't like that. It was a lot of people also just making these just super outrageous, self-righteous statements about shit, too. Like, oh, no, country was this, and it started here, and it's like, no. You don't fucking know what you're talking about. Like, I saw... Y'all didn't actually do your Googles. I saw one person being like, well, it's a cultural appropriation because it was created by African Americans specifically in Tennessee. And I'm like, no, the fuck it wasn't. What the fuck are y'all talking about? In Tennessee? Like, I mean... The banjo is an African uh, instrument. We brought it to this country. Like everything else. Right. And so, like, uh, country music is a mix of African traditional uh, harmonies and uh, people from the English Isles that settled here, like Scotland, Ireland, all that stuff. And they added some of their old country uh, songs to some of the uh, harmonies that slaves brought with them. And then over time, it just becomes country music. The mm. fiddle is the fiddle is a, a violin, but it's played in a different way. And you mix that with that banjo and them harmonies, and you create a new genre of music. These motherfuckers don't be knowing shit about shit. At all. At all. It's just like when they be like, uh, when they discount white people's contribution in the country. It's like, nah, bro. Like, them people in the Appalachian Trail were adding to this music. It was, like, it's a gumbo. Like, every other fucking genre in American music. Yep. We deep into it, but we had contributions from everybody else. But the idea that a black woman from Houston is culturally appropriating country music is insane. That Creole woman put her foot in them songs, too. (laughs) Yes, I don't see why everybody's so fucking mad or in such disbelief. Like, (laughs) I just don't. Now, I will say, I love Texas Hold'em way more than 16 carriages. Me too. Me too. I have been wearing that shit out. Oh, yeah. I damn near know the whole song already. Me too. But that first time I heard it, I was like, oh, no, this a banger. This a banger. Like, that shit, as somebody, I guess, that grew, like, we grew up hearing country music and shit. So, like, when I heard it, I was like, no, that's that's country. And that's specifically black country. What I ended up seeing was, like, there's been a lot of videos on TikTok or whatever that's just like, when you didn't think Beyonce's country music would be good. And I'm just like, first of all, why would y'all ever think anything coming from Beyonce wasn't going to be good? Right. Like she's people. I don't know, man. I, I just can't believe this uh, woman is almost three decades into the shit and people still doubting her. Doubting hard. 
but that's I mean that's the that's the struggle of being a black woman in America. Yeah, I just really, I really want people to stop putting black people in boxes. Right. Like once people stop doing that, everybody's eyes will actually be open to the amount of black hands that go into all these different music genres. Right. I just, everybody just wants to stick us in the rap, hip hop, R and B group and let that be it. And what makes these conversations even crazier now is um we've been dominating country music the last couple of years and it's rap country pretty much. Even before that, we had Darius Rucker out here going hard in the paint. Yeah. But it's just, it seems like ever since Lil Nas X made Old Town Road and they tried to be like, that's not country music, it, it felt like that opened a lot of floodgates for a lot of black country creators to finally start getting their shine. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. only going to uh, happen more because now Beyonce's doing it. <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to seeing how... Uh, how black people fall back in love out loud with country music because I've always known black people to listen to country music. Like my cousins, they always were able to listen. Like I remember them having Leah and Rhyme CDs and Shania Twain CDs in the nineties. And like, I remember my cousins and stuff having like cowboy boots and cowboy hats and all that. Okay. Like, my whole family on my mama's side got, Cowboy boots and hats and vests and all kind of accoutrement. <laughs> like, that's us, bro. We black and we country. And some people are not ashamed to um, embrace their heritage. And to be like, yeah, I'm country. I talk with a slang, but I, I'm smart as fuck. Or, I, yeah, I'm country as fuck. I watch Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> My daddy loved Dukes of Hazard. That was his Dukes favorite Hazzard, show. Fucking uh, what was this? Andy Griffith, right? Gunsmoke, Bonanza, Gunsmoke, <laughs> like, Little House on the Prairie, right? And now motherfuckers trying to act <laughs> like they didn't grow up on this shit. <laughs> like we, like we just ain't been a part of this shit, right, bro, bro? Come on. My family was watching the Waltons talk about Goodnight John Boy, the motherfuckers, and now y'all want to act like <laughs> niggas just getting on some country shit. My family is from Mississippi. Your family Man. is from South Alabama. If we ain't fucking country, who the fuck is? Let's let's map out. The the black South, the black Southern states. Of course, we got Alabama, we got Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina. I would say Tennessee. I don't. I don't feel like Tennessee is not as black Southern as the rest of them. I think it is. It's just a different. It's more Appalachian than. Uh, so I, I still think they're southern. Them in Kentucky, though, I feel like a more Appalachian country. It's and not then, deep South country as much to and me. Then Texas, 
we got Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas. Louisiana, Arkansas, Kentucky. More or less Missouri also. Missouri is a very country, even though it's not considered, I guess, the South, but it's definitely upper South. Yeah, man, we got it's we 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 taking up a whole region. Bro, and we created most of the dope ass fucking music since we've been here. And yeah, the culture. I'm, I'm I'm excited for for March 29th. I'm ready, bro. Yeah, especially because for me, that is the anniversary of a very bad day, and I'm so happy I have something to take my mind off. Yeah, true. So, like, I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus, it's on that day. Cause now, I, it's been a lot of... Oh, my bad. No, you go. It's been a lot of um, predictions already, because, you know, everybody got excited about what Act 3 is going to be. And a lot of a lot of the consensus shows country or rock or gospel. I've seen people say she's already given us both in different albums. I've seen people say gospel, and it doesn't make sense to me for this one reason. I feel like Renaissance is reclaiming black culture through genres that are not have been not stripped away, but people have tried to take away their influence. So, yeah. Act 1 was house music and electric uh, music. Uh, act 2, country. I feel like Act 3 is going to have to be rock, because gospel is very firmly still a black-dominated genre. And I also feel like she gave us a lot of gospel-esque or spiritual things with uh, Black is King. Yeah. Yep. That's very, so, very true. I'm, I'm, bro, if it's rock, okay, I'm already excited for the country era, but if it's rock, nigga, bruh, I already got the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got the accessories. Right. <laughs> I'm ready. I got the black lipstick. I'm ready. I have been ready to embrace my rock face. Bro, don't hurt yourself off lemonade. That is still one of my top plays. And then you know she's going to have amazing rock artists with it. Because she's all, like, Jack White is is one of her white boyfriends at this point. Right. Him and, him and um, Chris, Chris Martin. Martin from Coldplay. Yep. That's her men. If she get a uh, Act Three uh, executive produced with Jack White, it's over. Bruh, it's bruh, fucking bruh, 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 over. But you know what was also another element in "Don't Hurt Yourself" was uh, reggae. Yeah. The Yep. So what if she has a whole reggae era too now? Now that might be appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have to criticize our queen. <laughs> but what if it's lit? <laughs> it's gonna be lit. But I'll be like Beyonce, <laughs> you on that bullshit. These ain't your root. Rihanna gonna side eye her so hard.
my God. Speaking of cultural appropriation. Uh oh. So, this is Black History Month, you know? And I want to. I want to talk about one of our modern civil rights leaders who has been fairly, I mean, has been unfairly targeted in this beautiful month of uh, celebrating black excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a uh, civil rights leader. She is a educator and she has been targeted. Uh, she is Nikichi Diallo. Miss um, Diallo was fired from her job for having an OnlyFans account. Uh, y'all may know uh, Miss Diallo by her slave name, uh, Rachel Dolezal. Oh, my God. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diallo had linked her OnlyFans account to a publicly uh, linked account to her uh, I think it was to the school or something like her professional uh, social media Ooh. bro when I saw the link on Twitter and it was like you know like how Twitter took like uh, headlines off of news articles mm-hmm. so somebody had uh, <laughs> tweeted they were like uh, I can't remember where it was I think it was Oklahoma they were like Oklahoma educator has been fired for having the OnlyFans, and it had that picture of Rachel Dolezal. I kept thinking, it's got to be like a glitch, because why is she ain't no teacher? Like, I, and so I clicked the link, and then they talk about she go by the Nikichi Diallo, and I'm like, this bitch still at the shit. Girl. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? At this point, her brain needs to be studied. Bro, I knew she, I mean, I knew she was on some bullshit when she, uh, after the whole thing of her coming out as being, uh, trying to say she was transracial and then they started getting her in all her lies and as being a a spokesperson for the NAACP up in Spokane, I knew she was on some bullshit because after she lost all her jobs, she was braiding hair. I'm like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? <laughs> she is using every avenue of blackness <laughs> to pull on when one of them fails. Bro. They, like, I got to give it to her for uh, perseverance. Hey, she down for the cause of the way a lot of white people she ain't. She is committed, honey. But she could have made such way more of an impact than just being a white woman. You ain't got to be like she actually would have helped a lot, a lot. If she had used her white privilege instead of cosplaying niggas, like, can you imagine how like the good she could have done? Especially like in hindsight, like with George Floyd and stuff, when it was a lot of white people who were wanting to know how they could help, she could have been the one to be like, "Guys, I'm here to help you," but instead, she trying to be us. Yeah, she's she's, and she got a lot of nerve to change her name to Nikichi Diallo, bro. Where does she like? Does she just have an African name generator, <laughs> like the Wu Tang uh, name generator? I I need to know because where the fuck did she get that from? 
I am a pawn. <laughs> that is a cultural appropriation. But no. Nah. She just won't she won't quit with the appropriation. Bro, she is dedicated to the appropriation though, because that another wild thing is in that article, they had a screenshot that was blurred out from her OnlyFans. And in the screenshot, you can see her face as she's turned uh facing a wall and she got her ass out. Tell me why in the background of that fucking picture. There is a black Santa Claus and a Christmas tree. <laughs> well, she got a picture of black Santa on her wall. Like all niggas. <laughs> Cause you know, we love a black Santa. Even the black fake Santa and black Jesus, honey. Right. And I'm like, the wildest part about that whole picture is there are two imaginary black people in it. <laughs> She's, it's, it's around her. <laughs> you got but it, say, it got to be in you, not on you. <laughs> this black Santa and this fake black woman in the same <laughs> She is her surrounding herself with imaginary <laughs> black icons <laughs> and trying to place herself on that Mount Rushmore. Hey, the Mount Rushmore of imaginary black icons. Uh, we got a couple. We got Sean King, or uh, <laughs> uh, Bet He White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Sean Rachel. King might be the biggest one. Sean King really tried to pull the wool over our eyes, but you know, a part of me respects Rachel Dolezal a little bit more. Than uh, Sean King because Rachel Dolezal seemed to have had noble, I won't say noble reasons, but it didn't seem like she was trying to just scam and make money off of it. She was at least fighting with NAACP. And the only thing that she's really been trying to make money off of is her OnlyFans. Sean King was out here a couple months ago uh, trying to allegedly negotiate for the release of some of the people that were uh, hostages in Israel. That's a whole nother level of just insanity. And he was just scamming the money. That's... What the fuck is going on, bro? Who's another... It's, it's, It's the fact that that shit worked for a long time. But it's also because, like, it's a lot of white people that, this is from the eyes of a black person, it's a lot of white people that if you look, you'd be like, mm, that might be, he might, that nose, huh? Them lips kind of look like it might be. Because <laughs> we know black people that are the same color as, quote unquote, white people. We, we got to start doing our research. I know we got to be like, how many black grandparents do you have? We got to start a Wikipedia these niggas. <laughs> we have to ask for their race cards. <laughs> Give me your birth certificate. <laughs> White. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier boy. <laughs> White. 
Um, Bro, we had to start like the funniest shit was when Rachel Dolezal got caught, and on Twitter it was uh the Rachel Dolezal quiz, and we just asking different like black ass fucking questions. Like we got to bring that shit back. <laughs> like, uh, what does buku mean? <laughs> 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 or we're gonna have to start doing these uh, these little street interviews going up and being like who are your top three favorite black people right bro them, them uh, TikToks be hilarious bro no, what's no. that one dude the one dude that be on campus um what is his name but he be asking <laughs> He be asking the funniest questions that be putting these white kids on the spot and they don't be knowing what to say. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Like he young and he'd be like, So what have you done for black people today? Yeah. <laughs> who do you like? What uh who's your favorite black person that you can't say me? Like, I'm like, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> they be like, uh <laughs> he'd be like, right, okay. And then he be like cornering them and making them say like semi-racist shit, but they don't be meaning to say racist shit, but he be flipping it on them. That shit is hilarious. But yeah, we got to we got to start giving people rhythm tests or something. Some <laughs> we gonna have to ask them to sing old hymns. Right. <laughs> but, ask them if their grandparents ever went to church in a in a one one room house. Be like, finish this song. I know the Lord. (laughs) 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 Oh, name three Kirk Franklin songs. No. What's a good, hey, name three Kirk Franklin songs is a a good start because if you grew up in the 90s and early 2000s, you got to have more than three on deck. Bro, that'll trip him up quick. Right. Uh, oh, you ain't no nigga. He ain't no nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I listened to that part where I said he ain't no eater so many times yeah. and died fucking <laughs> laughing. It's been a lot of other tweets that been doing shit like that. So you seen that one uh, the the girl was like, she ain't no reader. <laughs> <laughs> talking about not not being able to understand um, big words and uh and journalistic texts yeah and then uh she was like i think that people just be adding big words just to make it sound like like just to be pretentious and stuff like it's hard to just go through these like journalistic texts and i'm like bro these people are writing books for their peers. They're not writing shit. Like I saw one idiot be like, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old, you don't need to talk about it. Be like you idiot. We're not trying to reach five-year-olds. <laughs> We're talking to adults. We are trying to reach other intellectuals here. Right. And it's like, like when people are making like those, like, like theses and stuff, they're talking to their peers, and your their peers are supposed to disseminate that information. That's how it works. You ain't mm-hmm. just talking to the mass public because the mass public can't fucking read. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like <laughs> it it's used a, to. It's a target audience here. It used to be that 
most texts, like uh, newspapers and stuff, were written on, I believe, the eighth grade level. Now, people can't read on like fourth grade level. So you're not trying to reach those people. That's educators' jobs to reach those people. Literally, people but, don't read no more. Yeah, people are fucking dumb, man. And Twitter is just showing me how fucking stupid these people are. They didn't. They didn't have an AR program like we did. No, nah, the funniest, <laughs> the funniest fucking uh, tweet I seen in the last couple of weeks was that person that was like. Y'all were re- really reading those books to get those Pizza Hut pizzas? He said, I just used to fake it. He's like, nigga, you were faking reading <laughs> color, I mean, uh, picture books. Picture? <laughs> 12-page books? You couldn't read a 12-page book to get a fucking pizza? With four words on each page? Like, come on, bro. Would not, could not in the house. Would not, could not with a mouse. <laughs> Was kicking your ass like that, nigga. What the fuck is wrong with people? I I just hate like just growing up as a nerdy ass fucking kid. I hate that some of these idiots never grew out of that phase to like of being like, oh you you smart so you stupid. I mean you smart so you lame or shit. Bro, we are whole ass adults and y'all bragging about not reading. Like get the fuck out of here. You couldn't read yeah. Super Fudge, nigga. No. <laughs> it like we really come from a whole generation where niggas thought that just giving up and being mediocre <laughs> just to <laughs> just to focus on their social life was cool. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like bragging about not reading is so fucking stupid. Dumb as hell. And then, like, that's one of those things to where, like, you can do a lot of shit that can make you seem pretentious, but reading shouldn't be one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Reading and writing? Mm. The foundation of society? (laughs) (laughs) Reading, writing, and arithmetic? The three R's? Right. <laughs> now, I ain't gonna lie. That last R be kicking my fucking ass. That arithmetic. <laughs> if you ever want to confuse... Yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one. If you ever want to confuse old juice, give him anything other than long division, and he gonna be <laughs> sitting there like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Shit, fuck long division. This this new division they got these kids doing. Bro, I tried to do one of them shits, and I like I waited to see the person solve it. I was like, how the fuck you? I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. I was trying to like refresh my math skills. Uh, that was the absolute worst thing I could have tried to do. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I felt like I was fake reading uh, picture books. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these new parents, that's when I would, I just have to be like, come on, baby, this is how we going to do it. Bro. Forget what they asking for. This is how you supposed to do it. Hey, I'm like Bird when he said on Twitter, be like, man, my kids ain't going to be able to play with y'all kids. Y'all be on some fuck shit. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, bro, did you see... That woman that was teaching her daughter how to wax people. 
Oh my God. I was waiting for somebody to say that this was a prank or that the the actual clients were props or this shit was Photoshop. I was waiting. And I I kept watching and I was like, this little girl is really touching these ladies' coochies. That shit is insane. And her mama, I'm so sick of this, like, I don't know what the mindset is, but whatever it is, it's dumb as fuck. I'm so sick of people being so hell-bent on just, like, flexing and showing everybody, like, oh, yeah, my kid's going to forever be straight. I'm, I got them doing this and got them doing that, and they already got this amount of money. And y'all, First of all, your child is five. <laughs> that little girl was little. Like, real little. Your child is five. We are not worried about her in a work ethic and a business mindset right now. She needs to we learn how to, to we fucking to read. Listen, we got to, what is the three R's we just named? We got to get through reading, writing, and arithmetic first. They ain't got shit to do with waxing. And you talking about what you're instilling in her by having her wax grown men, girl women's coochies and then for the grown women to be that's spreading the, a, it's, it's a double-edged sword. That's the part that's on the real fuck shit. It's bad enough it that you double edged sword. It's bad enough that you got some dumbass fucking parent uh exposing their child to that shit. But you got grown ass fucking women that didn't pull them aside and be like, baby, what the fuck are you doing? Girl. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, bro? And then got the nerve to be like, she made $744 today. And I'm thinking in my head, like, did she make it or are you going to keep it? Right. Because if that's the case, why did you have her doing this shit? If that's the case. Well, you, couldn't, you couldn't have hired an assistant that was 18 years or older. Right. That's passing. Somebody in cosmetology school learning, like, actually learning about aesthetics and shit. That's how you pass it on to the next generation. You don't pass it to no fucking baby. Doing that shit. And then, this is the real fuck shit. The person that had posted it on Twitter, they were like, I don't know why y'all getting all upset. And then one guy was like, okay, so uh, does she do male clients? And they were like, no, that would be fucking weird. That'd be fucking creepy. But, exactly. exactly. Fucking exactly. You it, be- it's giving, like, you didn't want to pay for child care, so you got your daughter in the studio with exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> Bruh, and basically having her be your slave. Mm-hmm. And then working it as I'm teaching them uh, hard work. That you don't so do, you what, don't, what were you doing? That's What I want to know is what the hell were you doing if she was doing all this? Because she mentioned that she had 25 clients that they lined up from 7 a.m. <laughs> to 5 p.m. So I, what did you actually do as the owner? I wish they dropped that name with so I can go beat all the motherfuckers' ass. Y'all it, said like it, it couldn't have been nothing, nothing else that you could have tasked this five-year-old with greeting the people when they come in, ringing people up, nothing like that. You got throwing away trash, nothing, sweeping, 
that's what you do. Like in a barbershop, every barbershop in America, there's a little black boy whose job is to sweep it up. After school, he goes to work and they give him money and he sweeps it up. That's that's what you do. You don't let the motherfucker cut hair at fucking nine years it's- old. Instead, you thought it was okay for you to have your little five-year-old's face near in the grown, middle of these, these grown-ass women's coochies. Hey, man. Please, please. And not to mention possible and potential hygiene issues that some of these clients might have. Exactly. Do you know what you're exposing your child to? Other than prude sexual activity? Exactly. No, waxing is not sexual, but when you're putting a child in that space, it, it becomes a, real predatory. Yeah. And then if you're making the money off your child in that situation, there's a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to use it, but there's a word for putting a child near sexual activity and you reaping the benefits of it. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, man. Hey, y'all kids People, can't play with my kids. <laughs> the internet, the internet is really like poisoning people's brains, bro. Because I want to know what and who you've been following that made you be like, oh, like you. I, th- I think people really do think that they are celebrities. You see celebrities being able to put their kids in their music and then be able to get. Uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Residuals and, and all that and shit awards. off of them. Recognition. And you think, oh, cool, I'm going to put my kid in my workspace too. And then plus... To show y'all that I'm also putting my kid into some money. Girl. It's, it's other ways to do it. And it's just... But that's also this hustle culture shit. You know what the the main other way to do it is like just by being a normal parent and serving <laughs> servicing those clients yourself <laughs> and putting that money into your bank and then using that money for whatever your child needs. <laughs> it's so many other ways to do this, but instead you put your kid near coochie. That's fucking insane. <laughs> Ooh. Fucking insane. Coochies and booty holes just all out. <laughs> This shit is wild, bro. Ain't no telling how this little girl is going to take this. Now, now she had a sleepover trying to see all the other little girls' coochies and booty holes because she didn't seen all this shit before. And she just thinks that it's normal. Right. Man. Hey, man. Some of these parents should not be parents. Like, it's got to be a way to make it to where, like, <laughs> like, it's not fair enough that you could become a parent by just having sex. It's got to be other things <laughs> that come in the way before that happens. That it's is too easy. That is too easy to be a fucking parent that you just have sex. Like it's what? Too easy. Oh, I hate niggas. I hate niggas. <laughs> This is this is why we all need to be microchipped because they need to put a chip in these motherfuckers. That just prevents all sexual organs from producing when they're not in their right mind or have the right amount of finances. That's called eugenics, Kim. 
you know what? Sometimes I support it. <laughs> if it's going to prevent people from teaching their kids how to wax, I support it. Sometimes I'm with it. <laughs> it's two sides to everything. <laughs> Let's talk about the positives of eugenics. <laughs> Why we always got focus on the negatives of this shit? It's just like gender roles. Sometimes I agree with them. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> That's why yeah, it's... We are, we're living in some wild times, bro. And it's only February. I know. Bro. I just don't understand. I don't. The older I get, I used to think when you get older, like you have shit figured out. And now, like from seeing our peers and just from living this bullshit ass, grown ass life, this shit's fucked. Everybody's out here fucked up. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't like that. Yeah. Someone got a shift. Um. So, oh, we also got to talk about okay. So, back circling back to Club Shay Shay, do we want to talk about Monique in its entirety or the little Desi Banks clip that's actually viral as fuck? I don't think I saw the Desi Banks clip to be honest. Okay, it's it's, it's some real quick, um, fuck boy shit, in my opinion. Okay, this is probably this got to be the last thing we talk about, but I'm down. You lead it. Oh, shit. It's already 320. Anyway, so Desi Banks was on Club Shay Shay. Um, overall, it was a pretty cool interview, I guess. But so Desi brought up the fact that his previous girlfriend, or I guess whoever he was with when he was up and coming and just like trying to get his content out and whatever, whatever, he basically was saying that she didn't support him, quote unquote. Um. But he was just saying that basically she wasn't going to put up with him not actually having a job. So he was saying that he was making enough money to be able to get his haircuts and pay his phone bill so he can record his skits and shit and anything else he made, he was giving to her. But to her, taking care of an entire household, that wasn't enough. And so she put him out. And he's basically trying to spin that as, oh, she just didn't support me. Right. Okay, I did see that. And I'm like, bro, (laughs) why do y'all think that any and everybody is just going to be down for you refusing to pull your weight in a relationship after a certain amount of time and then turn around and say, they not supporting you. No, you're not supporting her. Exactly. (laughs) You're not supporting her. But that's what happens when you coddle little boys and make them think that they're the most important thing in the world. And you don't make them actually have to be a responsible men. And what I don't understand is, especially when it comes to content creators, there's so many content creators and people just trying to be influencers 
that literally are sold this big ass dream and they are so brainwashed into thinking that they can just quit everything that involves bringing in a steady income to just start content creation and they're going to blow up and be sustained within a, a quick amount of time. And it's just like, no, if you actually listen to some of the biggest creators, they tell you in the beginning, the money don't be shit. Yeah. Why do y'all niggas think that y'all don't have to get up and go to work and as adults? Like you should be working and then using the money that you're making to to find what you're trying to yeah to provide and then also to like to fund your dreams that's what adults do literally literally until your dreams can take over your nine to five you have to work like i I tell people this every day like people be like why you just don't do makeup why because that doesn't sustain me at this moment and right now it takes a lot of money to uphold this business. I have to buy products. I have to pay for my suite. I have to travel sometimes. I need money to be able to do all of those things. Where am I going to get that money if I don't have, if I if I had a big enough clientele, obviously then this would be my mainstream of income. Right. But until I get to that point, I'm not just going to be sitting around waiting on a client so I could end up homeless in a month. Like, exactly. What? You got bills. You're a grown woman. That, but then also a lot of these niggas, not even like the niggas that are actually like working towards building a career and stuff like that. It's a lot of niggas that be using that shit and they be sitting at home playing games. Literally. Yeah, literally. They'd be lazy for most of the day and they might get up for three, four hours to try to shoot some shit. Like you could have been at work while you was being lazy. Right. And then plus, and then this content shit in the afternoon when you got off, or in the morning before you go to work, or on the weekends, or something. Like we're literally doing right now. I'm about to go to work. <laughs> okay. We find time in our personal lives to make this shit work when we have to, but I gotta work fucking six days a week to make this shit pop. Can't call out of work just to record a podcast, right? But niggas want that shit because they, they, a lot of these niggas grew up with their mamas doing whatever for them, and they think every other woman in their goddamn life is gonna have to do that shit and sacrifice herself. That woman gave birth to you. That's her duty. Exactly. Another thing that niggas need to think about too is like when it comes to your dreams and aspirations, you have to realize that. Everything is not going to be ball and hole the first thing that you try. So you can't just think, oh, because this is my dream, I'm just going to put my all into it and I'm going to be successful tomorrow. Like the right. first method you try, you might fail. You got to, then you have to pivot and figure something else out and that might fail. And then you have to pivot and figure something else out. That still might fail. You might come to the realization that maybe this isn't for you, or you just keep finding different ways to do it. But while you're doing that, you got to still do adult things. You got to still take care of yourself. People want the easy way out, and people also want to blame people for that. Like, it's nigga, it's not even just the content shit. 
it's bum ass niggas selling dime bags, being <laughs> trying to make some <laughs> shit shake. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could write a book about them type of niggas. Bum ass niggas, and that's why when this shit be going viral, it be falling on deaf ears. Like, bro, I. I grew up, my daddy working nonstop. It was never something that was ingrained in me that you don't work. You're a fucking man. Go fucking work and bring your money back and support your fucking children. Literally. At one point, my daddy was working two jobs. When my mom decided to take some years off to be home with my sister, my daddy worked two jobs. He said, if you're not going to work, then I'm going to work double. Cause that's what Cause a, somebody shit still got to get taken care of. That's what a fucking man does. Like my mom stayed at home with us until my brother went to kindergarten. My dad was busting his fucking ass. Now he didn't have time to like play with us or nothing. Like after he got off, but he was providing for his fucking children. That's the ultimate okay. sacrifice. Sacrifice. And these niggas. <sighs> Y'all, y'all niggas gotta grow the fuck up. I'm not saying no chase Honestly. your dreams. By all means, chase your fucking dreams, but you gotta pay your fucking bills at the same time. And you gotta, if you in a relationship and y'all living together, you gotta put money on the fucking table. Yep. Ain't no way I'm just gonna let no woman just, I'm gonna be sitting at home and a woman is just supporting me. Now, if I, some I shit really ha- think I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Now, if some shit happened, like, that, it is what it is. Like, but if we in a union or whatever, I'm going to support you in sickness and health, and you're going to support me in sickness and health. That's different. Yeah. They ain't got nothing to do with being fucking lazy. Yeah. No, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. What I really think it was on that interview, I really think that it's a lot of hurt behind what Desi Banks' ex-girlfriend did because these really be the women that they think, like, he even said, like, you know, I thought I was going to marry her. We were doing everything together. We was living together, blah, blah, blah. You thought you was going to marry her because she was doing everything for you. Mm-hmm. And it hurt you that she told you, you got to make some shit shake and you couldn't or you didn't want to. Right. And, it's, and it still shows today. Like, I still feel like I, have you ever seen Desi Banks' baby mama other than maybe once or twice? No. That shit to me be real questionable. Yeah. Because you now I think he's on his second kid with this girl and she don't never be anywhere in sight. <laughs> and here you are on this interview talking about some other bitch. Your ex. <laughs> you heard. And I, and to be fair, I could get how that would be hurt. I mean, that's a form of rejection. But at the same time, niggas is using that as an excuse for their bullshit. We all yeah, have been rejected like, at some point. He wasn't ready for adult shit, an adult relationship. I think if you love somebody enough and they sit you down and be like, hey, look, you know. I'm doing a lot. I'm getting tired. This is a lot on me. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. 
and you don't actually take heed and try to figure some shit out, you just say, oh, well, you know I'm trying to do this, so I can't. That You you ain't ready for love, and you wouldn't... I just don't feel like... I can't see that. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that, that's just excuses, man. So, yeah. All right, pimp. All right, big dog. All right, I'll see you. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe.